0: This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC.
1: From NPR and WBEC Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. Hey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, forget about the deep state. Worry about the deep voice. I'm Bill Curtis, and here is your host, a man whose middle name is not danger, Peter Daniel segel
2: Thank you, Bill, and <laughs> thanks, as always, to our fake audience who, frankly, I'm getting so reliant on that now I play their applause when I successfully get dressed every day. <laughs> you know what we need right now? Some shaggy affability which is why we are delighted to be talking to actor Owen Wilson later on in this show but right now it's your turn to crash our little party the number to call is 1888 wait wait that's 8924 let's welcome our first listener contestant hi you're on wait wait don't tell me
3: hi peter this is natalia romero calling from st paul minnesota
2: hey natalia i happen to love st paul it's one of my favorite places i lived there for a while or at least in the area what do you do there
3: i'm a high school choir director
2: oh my gosh I love music teachers in general. That must be something that's rather difficult these days because you can't get together, right?
4: Yeah, we're online, but we're making it work. We had a concert last week that was all virtual. I think I aged about 10 years, but we're still singing.
2: I <laughs> bet. Well, thank you for doing that important work. Natalia, let me introduce you to our panel this week. First up, it's a contributor to CBS Sunday Morning and the host of the new podcast, Real Good, from Stitcher. It's Faith Saylor. Hi, Natalia. Okay. Hey, Next, it's a writer and actor who can be seen in season four of Search Party, currently streaming on HBO Max. It's Peter Gross. Hello. Hey, Peter. And making her debut on our panel, it's the host of the Scam Goddess podcast on Earwolf and a commentator in ABC's The Con. Say hello to Lacey Mosley. Hey, Natalia, welcome to the show. You're going to play Who's Bill this time. Bill Curtis is going to read you three quotations from this week's news. If you can correctly identify or explain just two of them, you will win our prize. Any voice from our show you might choose on your voicemail. Are you ready to play? Yeah. All right, Natalia. Your first quote is a tech CEO describing his management technique.
1: I constantly remind our employees to be afraid, to wake up every morning terrified.
2: Well, that philosophy worked out well for him. He is stepping down from being CEO of his company. He is the world's richest person. Who is it?
3: Uh, Jeff Bezos.
2: Yes, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is stepping down as Amazon CEO. He will now be executive chair, which coincidentally is the last thing I ordered from Amazon. He apparently (laughs) was feeling, you know, restless and bored. Sometimes it feels like there just aren't any industries left to undermine.
5: What does he want them to be afraid of? Not making him enough money? That's so, like No,
2: he actually wrote that in a letter to his board back in like 1998 when he was just starting out when he was just destroying bookstores as opposed to the entire <laughs> retail sector. And wow. apparently what he meant was he didn't want them to get complacent, right? He didn't oh. want them to just rest on their laurels. Are
3: you sure? I feel like he meant he didn't wanted the <laughs> He wanted them to count how long it took them to use the bathroom because somebody's watching. Daddy Jeff is watching.
6: I have such doubts about this step down. This is like when Putin wasn't president anymore and that other guy, Dmitry Medvedev, was president. Mm -hmm. And Putin was like, I'll just sit over here. You can do it. I'm not. I won't be secretly (laughs) running everything.
3: Also, this... It feels like a setup. So now, whoever does all the evil stuff, Bezos won't be in the news anymore. It won't be his face. It'll be whoever his fall guy is. Well,
5: his fall yeah. guy, his name is is Andy Jassy, and I lo- yes. he just sounds oh. like a fabulous Broadway choreographer, doesn't he? <laughs>
6: Andy
5: it's Andy yes. Jassy, everybody. Give me some more Jassy. Jassy hands. It's
6: gonna be Jassy <laughs> hands. That's what
5: he's <laughs> gonna say. I Jassy
2: want Hans. all my employees to be constantly thinking about Jassy hands. <laughs>
6: Do
5: you know how much he's worth?
2: Uh, he is worth somewhere in the neighborhood of $110 billion last I looked. but
5: Oh, I thought weird. it was $195. I mean, it, it could have easily gone up. $85 <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: billion. The time since we've been talking. <laughs> I know.
5: I can't, I can't count. I mean, I got on
3: TikTok and someone did it with rice and I was like, ooh, lots of rice.
2: <laughs> he has a pile of rice. <laughs> All right. Here is your next quote. It's from someone coming back to their job. After a long furlough. I was rusty. That person was one of many in their industry saying they forgot little things like where the windshield wipers are and how to land. What's the job? A pilot? Yes, pilots. (laughs) A new report says airline pilots are reporting a lot of mishaps and flying errors due to rustiness from COVID-19 furloughs. They haven't been doing it in so long. They've forgotten how. It is so nice, though, to have something to worry about flying other than catching coronavirus on the plane. Uh, Recent flight records indicate that pilots have made mistakes like forgetting to release the parking brake, Or not activating anti-icing systems so far. It's been all pretty minor stuff. But you should definitely worry if you're on a flight and the pilot comes out and asks, is there a pilot on this plane?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I hope flight attendants haven't gotten rusty, though, at, at, you know, making you feel guilty asking for, you know, a (laughs) refill when they fill like half your cup up with soda and the other half is bubbles or asking for another bag of pretzels. I hope you know, they've
2: perfected that. a lot that. of them were hopefully being rude in their spare time. <laughs> oh, they've been yeah, they've been practicing their scorn at home.
3: I didn't know we could say we got rusty at things. If I get pulled over, I'm using that. I'm like, I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. officer. My speed <laughs> skills got rusty. I was going 80 in a school zone. Oh, my I'm brain. So brain. Sorry. Oh, I forgot you weren't <laughs>
2: supposed to run over people. It's been so long. Oops. Natalia, here is your last quote. Do it at work. Apologize to no one. That was the New York Times encouraging people to just give in and do what when they get sleepy at work? Take a nap? Yeah, take a nap. Napping is good for you, it turns out. Who know, five-minute micro-naps actually help your mental acuity. Try one the next time you're driving.
5: Isn't a Zoom business meeting a, a series of five-minute micro-naps <laughs> anyway?
2: <laughs> According to research, napping improves your mood, increases your productivity, and the amount of drool you can collect on your shoulder. Once again... Science breaks new ground. It's like, tired during the day? Try napping.
3: Prescription lay down. I love it. Innovation.
2: (laughs) I I don't know about you, but do you find it far more tempting to take a nap now that we're all working from home? because my couch is over there and my bed is right upstairs it's so much more convenient than having and you go you're into wearing the ba-
5: your pajamas and
2: I'm wearing my often indeed wearing my pajamas and it's so much more convenient than you know like what you have to do at work which is to go into the bathroom and go into a stall and try to find a comfortable way to lean your head against the wall I mean I you know.
6: definitely napped like that when I had like in an internship when I was in college and I couldn't fall <laughs> asleep on time because I I had to be out late having fun with my friends and yes. I couldn't I couldn't think you know, I was I was medically unable to but Peter <laughs> fall you actually
5: outside. sat on a toilet and yeah. slept. I would in just
6: the stall. go in there and just go sit on the toilet and lean up against the side of the stall and sleep for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or something and then come back. And I was very not integral to this company's <laughs> working. So they did not miss me. Wait,
5: wait, Peter, this was back when you were a pilot, right?
6: <laughs> yes, I was working uh for now defunct Eastern Airlines, but uh yeah, I was a pilot. But I was just going to the bath I mean there would always be passengers banging on the door.
2: People are saying, scientists, people are saying, that uh it's important to like take a break when you're working from home. It's sort of like your nap at home could be your coffee break at work, but make sure you don't confuse them. Don't do them both, because you just hate it when you drink a cup of coffee and then you're lying awake all nap. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, how did Natalia do in our quiz?
1: She got three bullets on the hit parade as a music teacher. You did great. great.
2: Natalia, congratulations.
4: Thank you so much. I'm a huge fan of the show. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you. And Thank c- you. C- congrats on the good work you do. And keep, keep at it. Hopefully be back with your kids soon.
4: Thanks. I appreciate that.
2: Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Hey, panel, it is now time for you to answer some questions from the week's news. Peter, there is a new exclusive wine club you can join. For $100 a month, you'll receive three bottles of wine, handpicked by the expert sommeliers from where?
6: From some. Pl- uh, prison where they make wine in the toilets. <laughs> um, I'd
5: buy
3: that. Welcome.
6: Place. This is a cell block C, the- 2019. San Quentin <laughs> uh, Wine Club. I really
3: taste the bread. <laughs> uh,
6: there's blood in this. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that
3: mouthfeel has the, oh, has yeah. some blood in it. It's got it's, a tang. <laughs> is that is that ramen is that no, is it beef? It tastes beef. <laughs>
6: Robin, mm, I believe there's a small shiv in mine. Um, you know what's great is I don't want to know the real answer. Do we ever do you ever do that on the show where we just don't know the real answer and we just pretend it's prison wine? Um, let's
2: see. Uh, can I have a hint? Sure. I've always wondered what you know the Chardonnay tastes like on at low altitude. Oh, uh, planes. Yes, airplane. This is the American <laughs> Airlines. Wine Club, oh god, or as they You're call kidding. it, Flagship Cellars. They're calling it an at-home wine experience. It's definitely not an attempt to unload all the wine they've got piled up since no one is flying anymore. <laughs> you can buy wine from American Airlines, which is what you think of when you think fine wines. You can buy it by the case, or as I said, in a three-bottle monthly subscription you might be disappointed though when you order the wine from an airline and it shows up and it's just like a half full plastic glass
6: you know if it was united airlines i would get it i just don't like american airlines, airlines
3: wine yeah my palate's more delta
6: uh, my first course is uh a- emirates then i have for a salad i have air lingus for
3: an amuse-bouche i go for spirit because they really give you nothing <laughs>
6: Spirit Airlines is sending you like a bottle of moonshine <laughs> I like that. Sure. from their toilet. They
3: give you prison, wine. Give you prison <laughs> wine. Also, the airline doesn't have types. When they offer you wine, they say red or white. Yeah, so you're exactly. just getting This is oh, a wow. nice.
2: You, red. You, must, you must pay for business class because what we get is wine. wine? That's it.
3: <laughs> it's just like called wine? wine. Every bottle's
6: just Back called wine. Back where I sit. It's I very mean, strange to me how people, because I, I, you know, have frequent flyer miles for for a few different airlines and stuff. It's interesting when they send you emails, like they clearly think that somebody has like a personal affinity to American Airlines to the point where they'll be like, I had an amazing uh, wine that one time on American (laughs) Airlines. It's not like they have this like secret, you know. Mm -mm, Peter,
3: you are playing, okay? I love American Airlines. And all I want to do is feel like I'm in a chair that I can't really lean back
6: (laughs) a little bit
3: (laughs) all the time. I love American
1: Airlines. (laughs)
2: Coming up, our panelists are down with PPE and our Bluff the Listener game. called one wait wait We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me
0: from NPR. This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on.
5: If you're into science but you need a break from the coronavirus, NPR Shortwave has your back. Whether we're talking about how scientists measure Mount Everest or spiders that hang out underwater, we promise you'll have fun and learn something. Subscribe to Shortwave, the daily science podcast from NPR.
1: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Lacey Mosley, Faith Saley, and Peter Gross. And here again is your host, representing 50% of the Peters on this week's show, Peter Sagel.
2: Thank you, Bill. Right now, it is time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff, the listener game. Call one wait wait to play our game in the air. Hi, you are on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
4: Hey, this is John Schmidt, Um, originally from Wichita, Kansas, but calling in from beautiful, snowy Chicago, Illinois.
2: Welcome to Chicago. When did you move here?
4: So I am a graduate student in public policy at the University of Chicago, so I've been here about a year and a
2: half now. So are you going to be, do you plan to like being a politician or a high-paid political consultant, something like that?
4: Um, I would say no to politician, but high-paid political consultant doesn't
1: sound half bad when you say it.
2: Well, (laughs) good luck with that. And welcome to the show, John. You're going to play our game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what is John's topic? Stay safe out there. PPE, personal protective equipment, still very much a part of our lives. We wear it everywhere except over our noses for some reason. Our panelists are going to tell you about a different surprising use of personal protective equipment in the news. Pick the one who's telling the truth. You'll win the weight waiter of your choice in your voicemail. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. First, let's hear from Faith Sailing.
5: Earlier this week, Allegheny General Hospital in Pittsburgh received a massive donation of PPE from a masked man dressed in Elizabethan garb, calling himself Shakespeare in a Shield. That man is also known as John Morhan, head of the theater department at nearby Point Park University. But why did this professor even possess 750 sets of hospital-grade protection gear, which he calls rehearsal garments? Turns out, Morihan teaches a class called Articulation and Projection 101, in which every student must perform a Shakespearean soliloquy with the goal of enunciating as vigorously as possible. The rest of the class, as audience, dons face shields and medical isolation gowns to protect them from the flying spittle that comes out of the actors' mouths as they act very, very hard and loud. It's like being in the splash zone at SeaWorld, only with saliva. I call it diction juice, Moraghan chuckles. I always say the wetter your audience, the better your performance.
2: (laughs) College theater department uses PPE to protect themselves from each other's spit while performing. Your next story of PPE in the N.E.W.S. comes from Lacey Mosley.
3: The Foo Fighters are set to release their first new album in four years. And getting here has been a journey. During the recording of the album, several members of the band sustained injuries, which can only be described as metal neck, rock and roll elbow, and mosh pit secretions. 52-year-old frontman David Grohl suffered the worst of it. A quote. I head-banged forward, bumped into the mic, and knocked a tooth clean out. I was shredding my face off, and literally, part of my face came off. <laughs> After multiple short stints in the ER and the Denny's early bird all-you-can-eat buffet, the band has become aware that their fans might not be able to physically handle their music anymore either. So in anticipation of their fans' desire to thrash, rock out, and fight Foo when they hear their music, anyone who buys or streams their new album will be offered official Foo Fighters helmets, neck braces, mouth guards, and adult diapers. Foo (laughs) is not available for comment at this time.
2: The Foo Fighters giving out protective equipment to protect their fans, or aging fans, from the dangers of headbanging. Your last story of protective gear comes from Peter Gross. The pandemic
6: has left many of us depressed, anxious, and looking for ways to self-soothe. Some of us drown our sorrows in alcohol, while others stress eat sugary, fattening desserts. Thanks to Oakshire Micro Brewery in Eugene, Oregon, we can now do both at once. Their latest specialty beer is Mango Raspberry Cheesecake Smoothie Sour Ale. It's a Shangri-La of alcohol and dessert, like drinking bananas Foster without letting the brandy burn off, or pouring a margarita on your key lime pie. You're probably thinking, problem solved. I don't need the vaccine. Hook me up to a cheesecake beer IV and call me in September. But unfortunately, the company had to issue a voluntary recall of mango raspberry cheesecake smoothie sour ale this week when they discovered that some cans showed quote visible signs of refermentation that could cause them to explode. It's too delicious to be contained by mere aluminum. I'm sorry, I meant to say, it's too dangerous to be contained by mere aluminum. Oakshire gave very specific disposal instructions on their website. This is directly from the website. If you have mango cheesecake in your possession, please do not open it. Do not attempt to return it. Before disposing of any cans of mango cheesecake, please put on protective gloves and a face shield or goggles and a mask. Place all remaining cans in a closed box and place immediately in a secured garbage container or dumpster outside, unquote. We here at Wait Wait want you to know that if you're listening to this and you already drank a can of mango cheesecake, you are not, we repeat, not in danger of exploding yourself. But anyone who comes near you in the next few days should wear protective gloves and a face
2: shield just to be safe. All right. Here are your choices. We heard about some PPE, some protective gear in the news this week. Was it from Faith Sailing, the equipment used by a theater department to protect themselves from each other's spit as they expectorated? From Lacy, the Foo Fighters giving out protective equipment with their new album, so their aging fans can protect themselves from, you know, injuries endemic to music listening, or from Peter Gross gear to protect yourself from a particular beer. Which of these is the real story of PPE in the news? I think it's got to be the the poisonous beer. It's- you know, science has gone too far, I think. Okay, well, to bring you all the correct answer, we spoke to a journalist who reported on the real story.
3: A beer produced in Eugene, Oregon was recalled because they discovered that it can
2: explode. <laughs> that? Was Sarah Crowe, a senior editor at Galvanized Media, talking about the beer so bad you need PPE just to throw it away. Congratulations, John. You got it right. You're in a point for Peter Gross. You've won our prize, the voice of your choice in your voicemail. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well done. And we'll look for you, you know, cynically selling your soul someday to get some nobody elected to high office. (laughs) Thank you. Please do it. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. And now the game where we invite on people we're really fond of and make them doubt that. It's called Not My Job. A lot of people decide to write screenplays with their college roommate, but most people are not college roommates with Wes Anderson. Owen Wilson co-wrote the movie Bottle Rocket, which starred him and his brother Luke, and went on to become a star making movies with Wes Anderson like The Royal Tenenbaums and other movies like Wedding Crashers, Night at the Museum, and now Bliss. Owen Wilson, welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Thank you. Nice to be here. It's a pleasure. It's an absolute joy to talk to you. You've been, let's see, Bottle Rocket was 1996. You've been making movies for about 25 years now. Yeah. When people, like, see you, and I'm sure you're used to people's faces lighting up, like, oh, my God, I know who that is. And they come up to you, what do you expect them to ask you about? Have you, like, learned, like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be a Wedding Crashers fan. This guy's going to be, I don't know, a Royal Tenenbaums fan. Do you have any idea? Sometimes you can kind of, I I sort of feel like I can you know, sense that
4: someone's coming up, maybe what if they're gonna be sort of like a you know, maybe a fan of Armageddon or Anaconda, (laughs) Bottle Rocket. Yeah. I remember Ben Stiller saying that he sometimes would know even before the person got to him that the person was gonna say, All my friends tell me I look like you (laughs) And it was never necessarily someone that that you would, you know, (laughs) say
2: You would be happy to be in their company. I've definitely
4: had that a little bit.
2: I don't know. I guess I do know why this is, but seeing you just makes me happy. Really? You have that effect. Yeah. Because I love your movies, like all sane people. And you generally play very charming, lovely people. It's great to be around. So I'm sort of having that reaction to you right now. Oh, good.
4: I appreciate that. Is
2: that what, I was wondering kind of about that. Is that what people expect from you if they meet you, that you'll sort of be goofy and affable and charming in the way you are mostly in the movies?
4: Well, I don't know if I, you know, if that was the scouting report, if I'd love to lead off, you know, <laughs> hopefully uh, pleasant and uh yeah. Luke, Luke, my brother, uh, I feel like is a little bit, sometimes we would call him, would be out and we nicknamed him Border Patrol because he seemed to be a little bit more wary of people kind of coming up and stuff. Is
2: there a kind of role that you'd like to play that you don't get offered because of people, what people think of you or how people sort of picture you?
4: I'm working on this uh, Marvel thing, with Tom Hiddleston, and he quoted something the other day and I was saying, oh, is that... Uh, Shakespeare? And he said, yes, he's from Hamlet. And I said, have you played Hamlet? And he had with Kenneth Branagh. Uh, directed, mm. And, you know, what an incredible, rewarding experience that was for him. And then, you know, because he's such a polite guy, after sort of that, there's a little bit of a pause. And I said, have you ever played Hamlet? And uh, I thought that was such a nice thing that someone would, you know, believe. I <laughs> meet A lot of people that God, I'd love to see him playing Hamlet. That's what we really are missing.
5: I would love to see you play Hamlet. I would, pay money. I would love I would... to see Owen Wilson do Shakespeare.
4: Well, maybe this is kind of the feedback I need. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
5: <laughs> I think everyone listening to NPR wants to hear Owen Wilson do Shakespeare.
2: Yeah. I think so. Mm -hmm. I found out something this week that I did not know, which is that uh, you're not in what was Wes Anderson's next movie, Rushmore, but you co-wrote it with him. And I was very impressed because that is perhaps one of my favorite movies ever. Thank you. There are so many movies, plays, books about oddballs in high school and the struggles they have fitting in. Rushmore is the greatest of that genre. They should have stopped making them after Rushmore. But it makes me wonder, was that you or was it Wes is like the strange guy who never quite fit in? Because of his interests,
4: probably a little bit of a combination. You know, I, I didn't end up at military school in New Mexico my junior year because I was just an outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I did sometimes have a tendency to believe that I was going to do much better on a test than uh, I, I would end up doing. So I was very confident sometimes going into a test, and and the results were not. Matched uh by that,
2: yeah. So are you, I mean, I, I get the sense that you're somewhat competitive. Is this true? i Almost feel like
4: you're like setting me up because I, I literally just got done playing tennis doubles. Oh wow! Really competitive and really intense. Like and and I don't know from like growing up in sort of a Lord of the Flies type situation with you know the three boys. I I really uh, get into competition so. Uh, it's really fun. Yeah. Have you guys heard of pickleball? No. Pickleball is like yes. it's played
2: on like a miniature tennis court of some Yeah,
4: people. and I sort of, you know, maybe turned off by the name a little bit, and it kind of resisted it, even though everyone was saying it's so much fun, and then started playing just a couple of weeks ago, and I felt the first time I walked on the court, there isn't a steep learning curve like I was already like,
2: pretty strong player. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're already elite level. That's a nice feeling, I have I to admit. Feel, I feel that. <laughs> what, what happens
5: out. when you lose? How do you how do you feel? How do you react I, I'm when you lose?
4: i a sore loser. I'm not a sore loser. Like I'm not one of those people that's... I, I, they're, they're people that are so competitive they really can't compete because they can't take losing. And, and I'm the type that... I would rather play somebody who's a little bit better than me and lose because if I do win eventually... Or, you know, every once in a while, it's it's so exciting. So I'm not a bad – although, I mean, even as I'm saying that, I guess I have thrown a
2: tennis rack. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. And that was during a scrabble loss. (laughs) (laughs) grabbed the tennis rack from the wall.
3: Wait, Owen, do you play with those guys that you were just playing with often? Do you guys have a rivalry? Yeah,
4: we do play quite a bit. And the team sort of switched. For a while, it was – me and this guy, Frank, who actually uh, when he hit a good shot because he, he was playing against me today and uh, he hit like a winner and then he yelled out, that's how you pepper a steak.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that's a competitive.
4: Producer. I heard it and immediately was like, OK, this is going to come back in this match. And it definitely did. I ended up saying four times and. Uh,
2: no, do you So when you hit a winner, you're like, no. That's how you pepper a steak. That's or how was you. It was more like now I'm putting on some herb butter. And like up the steak. <laughs>
3: or the
2: big onion, onion rings.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Owen Wilson, it is really fun to talk to you. But we have, in fact, invited you here to play a game that this time we're calling Wilson, mate. Will's son, and by that, Owen, we mean Will Smith's son, Jaden Smith. <laughs> So, Jaden, if people are not familiar, is also an actor as well as a fashion icon, a musician. He's a personality. He's an influencer. Answer two out of three questions correctly about Jaden Smith. You'll win our prize for one of our listeners, the voice of anyone they might choose for their voicemail. Bill, who is Owen Wilson playing for? Lisa Robinson of Woodstock, Georgia. First question. Now, Jaden is known as a fashion icon. For example, which of these did he wear to the wedding of Kim Kardashian to Kanye West? A. A cloth diaper with an oversized diamond pin, B, a white Batman suit complete with mask, or C, his very own custom-made Vera Wang wedding gown?
4: Next question. <laughs> 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, I remember now my SAT class could not to guess. They said it was better just to... Next question. Okay, I'm going to say C.
2: You're going to say that Jaden Smith commissioned his own wedding gown from Vera Wang and mm-hmm. wore it to Kim Kardashian's wedding. Well, no, 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 I'm
4: not. It was, uh, now when you put it like that. That's,
6: <laughs> <laughs> so, Sounds ludicrous.
2: I'm going to say um, A. You're going to say so for A, the cloth diaper. No, it was the Batman suit. <laughs> there he is. You can find him. White Batman suit complete with the armor and the abs. Oh, All right. You still have two more chances. Not a problem here. Uh, Jaden is also known for his provocative and sometimes philosophical Twitter feed. Which of these is a real Twitter thought from Jaden? A. How do we know that our eyes aren't closed all the time and the inside of our eyelids just look like the world? B. If a cupcake falls from a tree, how far away will it be from down? Hashtag Jupiter. C. If we're descended from monkeys, how come we don't see them when we look up? Hashtag hashtag. Could it be B? yes oh and it could be B. congratulations that's nice. what it is we have no idea what he means <laughs> it's bizarre it's very strange but you can get more of these well as a matter of fact we have well one he more just t- gained a twitter follower you i did? want to hear more things like that <laughs> that sounds very interesting so if you get this right you win Even though he's an international superstar, Jaden is sometimes himself starstruck. Which of these was a real tweet he once sent about an interaction with a celebrity? A. Doris Day is my musical inspiration, and I know one day she'll call me back. B. I ran into Emo Phillips at the mall and touched his hair, and it felt like happiness. Or C. I saw Owen Wilson one time from a distance, and we just stared at each other, then his car drove off. I'm going to have to go with C. C. And you'd be right. That's what he tweeted. There we go. And it, okay. was in, it was in oh. April 2015. Do you remember locking eyes <laughs> locking with Jaden Smith somewhere before you drove off? Who's that? Who <laughs> that <one. laughs> Bill, how did Owen Wilson do in our quiz? Two
1: out of three. That's how you pepper a steak, Owen Wilson. <laughs>
2: Owen Wilson's new movie, Bliss, is available now on Amazon Prime. It is a head trip and well worth your time. Watch it. Owen Wilson, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Take right, care, Owen. So thank you so much for your time. Bye-bye. Bye. In just a minute, faster, higher, stronger, Florida-er. It's our listener Limerick Challenge. <laughs> Call one wait wait to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR.
0: To learn more, go to cancer.org. Support for this podcast and the following message
2: comes from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. If you're never quite
6: sure how to answer the question, Where are you from? NPR's Rough Translation might be the podcast for you.
3: Yes, finally, someone else.
6: Give us your accents and your origin stories, your cross-cultural misfits yearning to just be, and listen to Rough Translation on NPR.
1: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago... This is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Peter Gross, Lacey Mosley, and Faith Seely, And here again is your host, a man whose first and last names are both palindromes, if you spell them weird, Segus.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Bill. In just a minute, Bill Channel, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Grime in our listener limerick <laughs> challenge. If you'd like to play, give us a call at one triple eight. 888 wait wait That's one 888 8924 Right now, panel, some more questions for you from the week's news. Faith, yes.
5: scientists
2: have developed a new strain of spinach that can do what?
5: Okay. I actually know this one, and it's... Email! Spinach that can email!
2: Yes, it's spinach that can email you. Now, we should be clear, they don't send the kind of emails you might expect. Hi, Peter, why haven't you been eating me lately? I hope you answered this time. I'm so good for you. Engineers at MIT have used nanotechnology to engineer spinach plants that can detect certain compounds in the ground, and then they emit a signal that triggers an email to scientists containing the spinach's findings. Then after that, you start getting a ton of spam from the carrots. (laughs)
5: <laughs> even 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 though you just explained it very simply and perhaps accessibly i do not understand one bit of that
6: yeah, yeah. the spinach detects what like a mineral or something because you did say it will send an email with the spinach's findings you did say that as if the spinach yes, was doing the research the
2: spinach apparently goes through some sort of chemical change when it detects some sort of substances <laughs> in the soil because it's been engineered that way. And then that chemical chain triggers another kind of device that eventually leads to a computer that sends you an email. Now, this has been used before. They've actually used it to detect explosives like landmines. It's great, though. What it means is the next time you want to get out of a meeting, you can say, oh, wait, the spinach just emailed. (laughs) There's a bomb.
3: Right. Sent from my dirt phone. Also, yeah. I thought that spinach would be sending messages like, help, is hurting me. Like, that's what I wanted. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm not the superfood you want. Go try some kale. Right. <laughs> Stop putting me in smoothies. Like, I wanted opinions. But that's good, I guess, technology. We can't just go out and look at the spinach anymore. We need the spinach yeah, to email yeah. us. I
2: know. Does it I know.
6: seem like you're going to get like a thousand emails and then when it's done, you only have like one email? Yeah, I mean that's a great spinach
2: joke. Right? Yeah, it always totally seems got like it. it's going to a good
6: lot. No, it's when it, But you cook it. I
2: get it. Gets it gets very small. <laughs> Lacey, as work from home blurs together the days of the week, more and more people are taking part in a Swedish tradition where on Wednesdays you do what?
3: A Swedish tradition where on Wednesdays you clog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it by the Swedes. Put aside an entire day for clogging. No Eric, working. Get their
3: wood, their wood heels out, and they hit the streets. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Udenhagen. Yeah,
2: yeah Udenhagen. <laughs> yeah. The actress Yeah. The we, do Uta, we, do, we do Hagen?
5: exercises.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. We do
5: Udenhagen. Yes. No. None of these are correct.
3: No, Peter, I'm right. No. no
2: to my knowledge, nobody nobody gets up and celebrates Uta Hagen every Wednesday.
3: She needs a Sweden. holiday. This she is does. Uta
2: Hagen is. Day. This is another one where we don't need the real answer. I think it's just too much fun having the wrong answer. I'm enjoying this. Meanwhile, back to Wednesdays in Sweden. So this is a okay. Swedish tradition. They're doing this on Wednesday to sort of brighten up the week. What do they do on Wednesday?
3: Um, I'm going to say on Wednesdays, they have happy hour.
2: Um. You're no. awfully close. No, I'm, I'm actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it to you because I don't know how I can get you closer. Basically, what they do is they decide to pretend that Wednesday is the weekend. Mm. That's what they do. They party like it's the weekend. And, it's called Lil Lordag, which means little Saturday. So oh, in Sweden that's on like Wednesday nights.
5: That's like a rapper name too. Lil, Lil
2: Lordag. Is. Yeah, Lil Lordag, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. 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 Lil Lordag.
5: Yeah. And Lil Lordag.
2: <laughs> yeah, Lil Lordag is playing the Super Bowl, isn't he? Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, on Wednesday nights, people have a special meal in Sweden. They drink cocktails. They talk about how Wednesday night live used to be so much better.
6: <laughs> that's basically like everybody in Sweden is in college or in their 20s, where they just drink for no reason on Wednesday night and then have to go to work hungover.
3: Right. They're like, we've all decided to be hungover on Thursdays. So <laughs> right. that's,
6: Thursday that's is different. called uh, We Don't Get Anything Done Thursdays. <laughs> I can hardly wait until the weekend
2: Coming up, it's lightning fill-in-the-blank, but first it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at one wait wait That's 1-888-924-8924. Or click the Contact Us link on our website, waitwait.npr.org. And our Wait Wait Virtual Comedy Club with Maz Jobrani, Mo Rocca, Helen Hong, Joel Kim Booster, and Maeve Higgins live is coming up on March 2nd. Tickets and some more info at nprpresents.org. Join us. We know you're not doing anything else. Hi, you're on Wait Wait. Don't tell me.
0: Hi, this is
4: Tess.
2: From Iowa City, Iowa. Oh, I love Iowa City. It's where the university is. Yeah, what do you do there?
4: Um, I'm a graduate student
2: in poetry at the university. Oh, wow. You are at the famous yeah. Iowa um, Writers Workshop, right?
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's oh, exciting. Yeah. And once, of course, you get accepted into the Iowa Writers Workshop, you're guaranteed a, a rich and successful career in poetry.
6: Yeah, yeah. you will be on uh,
2: America's Next Top Poet on the CW. Yes. That would be Hosted awesome.
3: Hosted by Tyra Banks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, Tess, welcome to the show. Bill Curtis is going to read you three news-related limericks with a last word or phrase missing from each. If you can fill in that last word or phrase correctly into the limericks, you'll be a winner. Ready to play? Yeah. Here is your first limerick.
1: You know, Tampa loves synchronized swim kicks. And Japan doesn't want no old gym tricks. Gold and silver belongs where people are bronzed. So let Florida host the...
3: Olympics.
2: Olympics, yes. yes. Wow. There are some doubts it would be safe to host the Olympics in Tokyo this year, but don't worry. Florida is offering to take the games <laughs> instead. State <laughs> officials say they've gotten COVID under control using the incredibly effective precaution of just pretending it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And with Disney's Epcot Center, the Olympics can still be in Japan, Mexico, Malaysia, and Fantasia. <laughs> the, actually, a senior Florida official, uh, actually went to meet with the Olympic Committee, the International Olympic Committee, and the committee responded by immediately burning all their clothes and sterilizing the meeting room. <laughs> okay, was
3: what it is an, an alligator? Senior? <laughs> I was about to say, what is a senior Florida official? I'm a senior yeah. Florida official. You just show up. <laughs> Whoever gets to the mic first, you get to yeah. talk.
2: <laughs> now, Florida is not discouraged. They're working hard to clear the state entirely of COVID by having everyone die before the opening ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Here is your next limerick.
1: In Mom's tummy, there's plenty of room. I recorded my own, Baby Boom. Now it's toddler produced. Give the bass a big boost. Here's some tracks that I laid in
2: the... Womb. Yes, womb. Now, if you were annoyed by, say, Billie Eilish for putting out a hit song when she was just 14, you were going to hate musician Luca Yupanqui who recorded an album, In the Womb. Oh, my God. Luca's parents recorded her sounds in utero using these five-hour meditation sessions and then using, quote, biosonic technology, transcribed the vibrations via synthesizers into music. Mm. It's as if they said to themselves, posting baby pictures on Instagram, just not annoying enough. <laughs> it's so sad. She's, this baby has already gone, like, full- rock star, burnout, rock bottom. She stumbles around, she drools, she babbles incoherently.
6: I'm going to start recording the sound of uh, my sperm and my wife and I record the sound of her eggs, her ovaries, and uh, we'll do a duet. We'll do Islands in the Stream.
2: It was adorable. <laughs> After baby Luca was born, her father cut the umbilical cord and she immediately started in on her Unplugged album. Oh, nice. that's nice. <laughs> Here is your last limerick
1: in australia we don't fear a thing so to google a lawsuit we bring if they threaten to leave we won't quiver or grieve we'll use microsoft's search engine bing yes bing, bing. bing.
2: Google has threatened to pull out of Australia thanks to a law requiring them to pay for the news they post online. And the prime minister called Google's bluff. He said that he had had a talk with the head of Microsoft about the entire country switching to their search engine, Bing. Microsoft says they're up to the challenge, saying they can meet the needs of the entire Central European country from Vienna to Innsbruck. Oh, no, wait, that's Austria. Dang it. I should not have Binged this. <laughs>
3: What does Jeeves have to say about this?
2: Exactly. Has <laughs> anybody yes. asked Jeeves his feelings? No, Australia,
6: no thank you.
3: All I can say in an Australian accent is laser disc and ner. No, I don't know why they have that r. Wait a minute. No. I'm
2: sorry. Ooh, wait, did you j- say laser disc again. That sounded really good.
3: Laser disc?
2: How did it come to be that one of the words you can say in a legitimate Australian accent is laser disc?
3: <laughs> I once dated an Australian who is in computer technology. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anyway, the Google Bing feud is extra confusing for Australians because the Google Bing is, of course, one of Australia's biggest rivers and also a mammal and also their favorite snack. <laughs> Bill, how did Tess do in our quiz? Perfect. She got him right. Yay! Yes, congratulations. And we'll look forward to you when you're a world-famous poet.
4: <laughs> Thank Take you. Take care, of
2: Tess. Bye-bye.
4: All right, bye. bye alright <laughs> bye
2: Now on to our final game, lightning fill-in-the-blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill-in-the-blank questions as they can. Each correct answer is now worth two points. Bill, can you give us the scores?
1: Faith has two, Peter has three, and Lacey
2: has three. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Faith is in third place, so Faith, you're up first. The clock will start when I begin your first question. Fill-in-the-blank. On Thursday, the House of Representatives voted to expel blank from two congressional committees.
5: Marjorie... T. Green.
2: Green. For the first time in two months, blank hospitalizations in the U.S. fell below 100,000. COVID. Yeah. This week, Donald Trump dismissed a request to appear at his blank trial. Impeachment. Right. On Thursday, at-home DNA testing kit maker Blank announced plans to become a publicly traded company.
5: Oh, 23 Me.
2: Right. On Monday, Elon Musk's private space company Blank announced plans for an all-civilian mission. SpaceX. Right. On Tuesday, the latest launch from Elon Musk's private space company, SpaceX, blanked.
5: Oh, exploded. Crashed.
2: Yes. This week, residents in L.A. were shocked after a group of people changed the Hollywood sign to read a blank. Oh, Holly Boob. Holly Boob. Yes. Police arrested six people for sneaking onto Mount Lee and changing the giant Hollywood sign into a giant Holly Boob sign. They said it was to raise awareness for breast cancer, which is a really thoughtful lie. The Vandals honestly did a pretty bad job, but it's still amazing that all those fifth grade boys were able to climb yeah. up that entire mountain. <laughs>
6: <laughs> they apparently didn't have any uh, calculators to turn upside down. 8,008. pretty amazing.
5: <laughs> I, I, I saw it. It really was a very bad job. It was, it was a, it was it a, was a bad, bad boob
6: job.
1: job. <laughs> bad boob it was job. They botched oh. bo- it. Yeah. Bill, how did Faith do in our quiz? Faith had seven right for 14 more points. She now has a comfortable lead with 16.
2: All right. Lacey, if you're new, I'll let you go next. Here you go. Fill in the blank. On Wednesday, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell reached a power-sharing deal for the blank.
3: Uh, Senate?
2: <laughs> yeah. According to the Congressional Budget Office, the U.S. blank is expected to return to pre-pandemic levels by June. Treasury. No, the economy. After being sentenced over two years in prison, Alexei Navalny called Vladimir Putin blank.
3: Her boyfriend.
2: No, he (laughs) called Vladimir Putin the poisoner of underpants. (laughs) On Sunday, a storm hit some cities on the East Coast with over two feet of blank. Snow! Yes! This week, Bon Appetit had to pull a popular Instagram video on canning lobster because it turns out it might blank.
3: Harm lobsters?
2: (laughs) No, not the lobsters. It might kill you, though. Okay. The video on canning lobster had a bunch of fun comments like, what a cool way to pass the time in lockdown. And hey, if you can lobster like this, you will get botulism. Safety concerns led to the video being removed from Instagram and Bon Appetit's website, which means you'll have to look elsewhere if you want to enjoy the delicious taste of old lobster served straight from the can. Bill, how did Lacey do in our quiz? <laughs> Bad!
1: She had two, right, for four more points. She now has seven, but Faith still has the lead with 16.
2: All right, so how many, then, does Peter need to win? Seven to win. Oh, my gosh. All right, Peter, here we go. This is for the game. On Wednesday, President Biden stood by his call for a $1.9 trillion Mm -hmm. blank. It's a COVID relief package. Yeah, after shutting down trades last week, Robinhood announced it would continue to limit sale and purchase of blank stocks. GameStop stock. Right. This week, Canada designated the alt-right group blank as a terrorist organization. Uh, the fancy boys. now the proud boys. Right. On Tuesday, the White House said they were sending more blank doses directly to pharmacies. Uh, vaccination doses. Yes. This week, police in France broke up a blank for violating coronavirus curfew laws.
6: A croissant-making party.
2: No, they broke up an 81-person orgy. Best known for playing Mark Twain in a one-man show for 50 years, actor mm-hmm. blank, passed away at 95. Hal Holbrook. Right, Hal Holbrook. In what was clearly an attempt to gain the title of most Florida man ever this week, police in Tampa arrested a man who blanked.
6: Uh, tried to marry an alligator
2: on a speedboat. No, they <laughs> arrested a man. I don't
6: know.
2: They arrested a man who called 911 at 4.20 a.m. to ask for a ride home and had a tattoo in the shape of Florida in the middle of his forehead.
3: Mm.
6: Oh,
2: Oh, Charles Manson! Yeah, the man (laughs) called 911 to ask for a ride, which is not what 911 is for. The call came at 4:20 a.m., and the police caught up to him. They charged the man with misusing 911 and without even checking possession of marijuana. But he really became (laughs) the ultimate Florida man when his wife came to bail him out of jail, and she was an alligator wearing a Disney World (laughs) T-shirt. Yes, Uh, see, I was close. Bill, did Peter do well enough to win? He got five right,
1: 10 more points, total of 13. That means with 16 points, Faith is this week's champion.
3: And Faith, give us the catchphrase, you won.
5: And that's how you pepper a steak! Yes! Yes. There you go.
1: (laughs) In
2: just a minute, we're going to ask our panelists to predict what will be the first big change the new CEO will make at Amazon. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions. Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Gotteke writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our house manager is Gianna Capadona. Our intern is Emma Choi. Our web guru is Beth Novi. BJ Lederman composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Dornbos, and Lillian King. Peter Gwynn is our private address announcer. Technical direction is from Lorna White. Our business and ops manager is Colin Miller. Our production manager is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillog and the executive producer of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is Michael Danforth. Now panel, what will be the first big change the new guy makes at Amazon? Faith Saley.
5: Alexa will change her name to Bill and finally start swearing.
2: Peter Gross.
6: He's going to prove to the world that he's nothing like Jeff Bezos by buying a newspaper, fighting with the president, shaving his head, and getting a divorce. And Lacey Mosley.
3: He's going to turn that arrow on the logo upside down from a smile to a frown because it's time to keep it real. Working at Amazon can be trash. It's time to rebrand.
1: Hey, if any of that happens, panel, we'll ask you about it on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
2: Thank you, Bill Curtis. Thanks also to Faith Saley, Peter Groston, Lacey Mosley, you did a great job. Welcome to our show, and thanks to all of you for listening. I'm Peter Sagel. Hey, we're here for each other. We'll see you next week. This is NPR.
5: This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com/slash switch. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at iXL.com slash NPR.
0: What does it mean to be black in America? And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear. It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcast.